Live Radio 191 FM podcast. We are very lucky to have poet Hadassah Grace on the line. Hello, Grace. Hi, how are you? I'm, I'm very good. I'm very good. How are you? Great, thank you. Uh, so um, I'm going to do a little introduction. It often makes people cringe, so I apologise. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so uh, Hadassah Grace is the voice of an industry whose artistic form is often disregarded. After writing a column for the salient a magazine out of Victoria and doing many other pieces of national literature, she rose to prominence in the aftermath of the egregious mistreatment of a stripper at the hands of the Chiefs rugby team. However, her importance as a voice for women has only increased since, culminating in the release of her new book, how to Take Off Your Clothes, a truly intimate collection of poems about her life and work um, through publisher Dead Bird Books. It is out right now. Pick it up at any leading Dunedin bookshop. And she will also be doing a live reading of her work at Dog With Two Tails this Friday at 8pm, supported by Tourette's and Ian Lochran. Um, uh, Hadassah, it's a pleasure to have you on the air, if I'm honest. Thank you. It's so nice to be with you. No, no, it's 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 super cool, and um, I've got my hands on your book. I've read it. I've pulled over it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's right. Uh, I, I will start off by admitting that I think perhaps I'm not the main intended audience for the poetry, um, but it Possibly is. Possibly not. Yeah. <laughs> being a white man, 20 years old, perhaps not. Um, if anything, I'm probably more related to the uh, you know the perpetrators of the acts described. Um, <laughs> um, um, uh, I mean, not necessarily, but I would hope not. <laughs> yeah, ideally. I mean, not that I can remember. Hope you. So, um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I had a reviewer say recently that it it feels like it's written for young women, sort of eighteen to twenty five, and I didn't I didn't do that deliberately, mm-hmm. but I do often. I think about what I what I would have needed when I was younger. Um, you know, what what would have helped me or, or what would have made my life a little bit easier. Um, and then I sort of try to write to that. So I guess I'm writing to my younger self. Hmm. I think, I mean, that's, I think that's a very informed way of going about poetry, especially because there's more, um, those sort of experiences that sort of develop the empathy inside of you to be able to look back and comment on it. Um, yeah. Uh, are very important, and I believe you had uh, a fairly tumultuous childhood because you you're you're the daughter of two folk singers. That's right, yeah. gospel singers. Gospel, yeah. So um, a, a fairly pious existence at an early age, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that must um, have that, that must have been tough. How would you say that's informed your poetry? Um, I mean, I certainly, if I had my own kids, I wouldn't raise them in the same way, but um. I do, you know, I think there was always a lot of creativity in our house, Um, you know, both my parents being musicians. My mum was a poet as well, Um, so there was always that around. Um, And I don't necessarily believe in the Bible anymore, but um, it's got some poetry in it. (laughs) (laughs) No, definitely. I mean, the Psalms, I mean, you know, if you've got the time. No, definitely. Um, in your more well-known piece, uh, Ruin, um, yeah. from from my interpretation, I sort of you you very aptly reclaim the negative language used towards women by men. Um, yeah. Would you say that a reversal of power dynamics is quite important to you? Um, not. I feel like a reversal implies that I want men to to be oppressed, which is not true. Oh no, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Ideally, um. no one. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, I do, I find power dynamics in society very fascinating, um, and always have. I, I majored in gender studies and did a minor in American studies and, and primarily looked at sort of the intersection of gender and race. Um, 
and he always found that very interesting. Um, and I think it informs a lot more of society than people necessarily realize. Mm-hmm. Um, so to, to me, I think it's something I'll probably always write about because I, at least for as long as I live, I think it'll always need to be written about. I don't know if that makes sense, but <laughs> no, it does. No, I, I think you're, I think you're spot on. I think that um, it is important, especially in a world where you know, work like yours sort of reveals to those who might not understand that those power mm-hmm. dynamics exist. Um, thank you. That's that's what I try for. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, can't can't really beat that. <laughs> um, so um, when you were, comp- yeah. oh, sorry. You- so oh, I think um, a lot of young women have. And, and older women have uh, a lot of shared experiences that make life a little bit harder. And it took me years to realize that that was kind of specifically because I was a woman mm-hmm. um, and not because of some kind of inherent fault in my character. Um, and I think if, if my writing could maybe help someone who was struggling um, you know, recovering from trauma or, or just struggling to kind of make their way in the world. Um, I think if I could help them realize that they're not a ro- alone and, um, you know, that that mm. things are changing, I think that would be, I don't know, a really lovely outcome. No, no, of course. And I mean, and you mentioned in the very first poem in your book, um, uh, Daddy Issues Part 1, you do bring up the idea that um, you know, it was suggested to you to latch on to a more uh, powerful male figure, and of course, the sort mm. of the summation of that comes in the pr- the, the final poem. Um, and you you do a lot of pop culture references in, in your writing. Um, yes. Um, could you comment on the sort of accessibility of that? Um, you know, what what makes you? Is it so as to allow people to better understand in like a more modern context, or is it more so that you can, um, you know, paint a picture specifically of what you were going through at the time? I guess a little bit of both. Um, I don't know. I uh, maybe that wasn't deliberate. I'd never really thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just kind of write about what I know, and sometimes pop culture is um, the easiest way to get that across. Hmm. No, definitely. Um, I have to admit, I did enjoy how raw and how honest the language <clears throat> you use in Thank the um, in, in in the poetry. And I went back when I was doing some research, and I saw. Um, the performance of slam poetry you did in the Wellington Regional Finals near the end of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, do you think that the sort of raw language that is like fairly confrontational? Do you think that yeah. that is is a pull for perhaps the audience that you know that you maybe unintentionally have aimed for? Um, that wasn't something I did deliberately. Hmm. Um, and I think often I write things that to me are just kind of my life or the way that I view things or, or the way that I think about things and then people say, oh, that's really controversial. And <laughs> um, <clears throat> and it, it wasn't necessarily deliberate, although not always, you know. Um, certainly that poem that you're talking about, um, the um, slam poetry one, mm. you know, I deliberately wrote that in, in language that was very kind of shocking. Um yeah, I think certainly it tends to get people's attention, um, and I guess it's another way of kind of leaning into some of the 
the restrictions that are put on on women. Hmm. Um, you know, it's kind of it's not very ladylike to <laughs> speak that way. No, um, I mean, so it's fun to play around with that. No, definitely, definitely. I, I have to admit, it is, you know, you because know, there are those moments of change where perhaps, you know, people who, you know, who perceive to not be able to use that language, suddenly using it brings yeah. on an onslaught of that language being mainstream, you know, being more yeah. popular, being able to be used. Um, looking at some female politicians of late, um, uh, uh, God, God uh, Madame Davidson, I think it was, um, mm -hmm. talked about the power of the C word. Unfortunately, broadcasting standards, I can't use the actual word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think, do you think that language that is, you know, it's, you know, previously considered vulgar, but now just like, you know, it has a form of expression. Do you think that, yeah. you know, perhaps poets in the future, like yourself, in this book in particular, are going to be using more language that's very much more honest? Um, I would hope so. Um, and in particular, I think, you know, things like the C word and probably a lot of other things I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, it's only restriction of radio. <laughs> yeah. um, if they have been used against you in hatred, there's a lot of power in, in using those words, either about yourself or, um, you know, finding some way of relating to them or using them in a way that makes you feel powerful. Hmm. No, definitely. Mm. So, are you um, now that you've you know got now that you've been published? Congratulations, of course. Um, Thank you. Uh, do you have anything else that you're that you're thinking of working on? I imagine poetry isn't a particularly speedy process, and I know you read that you wrote that this has been you know a sort of mediation on multiple years of your life. But do, yes. you, do you have anything else yeah. that you're working on at the moment? Um, theoretically, on a novel, but it's very theoretical. Oh, wonderful. Um. And I, at the start of last year, I was in a, a play with the Auckland Theatre Company, and it made me really appreciate theatre in a way that I hadn't probably since I was a little kid. Um, so that's gotten me a little bit passionate about um, playwriting, which is something I'd kind of always wanted to try my hand at. Um, but I just need to get the book out of the way first. Oh, no, definitely. That's so cool. I mean, it, it's it's wonderful to hear that. I think in this, you know, in an age of multimedia, that you can branch out. It's you're not just mm. limited to one avenue. Definitely. Um, well, I have to ask because I know because you're coming down on Friday, of course. Yeah. Double two tails, eight p.m. Be there or be square. But um, Thank you. you've you've <laughs> written poems that are just rather beautiful hit pieces on some cities, which I thought which I enjoyed. You've done one on Wellington, Christchurch, and Auckland. But Dunedin has remained safe. Uh, you're hoping it'll stay that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have been to Dunedin, um, and I've always really enjoyed it. So hopefully, if I write a poem about Dunedin, it'll be a positive one. <laughs> um, I have some I have some lovely memories of, of uh, Port Chalmers, and I don't think it's around anymore. But Chicks, um, yeah, Chicks. I think it's been converted to a music studio. I think. Oh, that's nice. Hmm. That makes me feel good. <laughs> when I when I was in a band many years ago, we used to always play there, and then we'd stay in one of the like weird empty rooms upstairs. <laughs> God, it, that's such a vibe, eh? That's such a Dunedin thing. <laughs> oh, no, definitely. Um, so you are coming down this Friday, like I said. Um, what are you expecting in terms of reception? Do you think for a live reading? Because you you did a rather um sort of haunting video based on your poem Ruin. Um, Thank you. Do you do you you know what what are you expecting from the people who are going to be hearing it down here? Do you have any expectations? Um, my my readings are um not quite as sort of theatrical as that video. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are fewer corsets and bathtubs full of milk, but 
um, <laughs> I I try to make them still as kind of intimate and impactful as possible. Hmm. Um, so I guess my my hope is that I can connect with people with whoever is there. Um, yeah, that's that's about all I ever expect from a show. Oh well, that's good. I think that's that's you know again like very much part of the poetry making process is to be very open in that capacity. Yeah. Hmm. And of course, just the dying question, which I'm sure everyone has, which is, do you have any major poetic influences that maybe you can recommend to the lovely listeners, apart from, of course, your book, which is available in all good bookstores? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. Um, here in New Zealand, I really love Tisiasa Avia. Um, I think she's just extraordinary. Um, Carla Mila is another incredible poet. Uh, I really love Rita, she, this is overseas, I really love Rita Dove um, and Mary Oliver. Uh, Dominic Coey, who's one of the pop publishers of my poem, of my book, is um, also very talented. Yeah, those are probably my, my top recommendations. Fantastic. Well, it's been wonderful to have a chat with you. Um, and again, this Friday, 8pm, Dog with Two Tales. Um, yeah, I would love to see everyone there, please come. Oh, God, yeah, God, yeah. Well, thank you so much for chatting to me. Thank and, you so and to everyone, of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, do you have a song request before you go for something I can chuck on for you? Ooh, uh, I hadn't thought of that. Um, something by PJ Harvey. Okay, definitely. I will queue that up <laughs> after the next one for you. But it's. Uh, awesome. But thank you so much, and see you Friday. I'll be there. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Wonderful. That was Hadassah Grace. Her new book, How to Take Off Your Clothes, is a collection of poetry based around her experiences as um, as a performer, um, as as a stripper, and as a woman um, in her life. Uh, it can be found in most bookstores, and of course, she is performing this Friday. This was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.